ladies and gents. It is the beginning of the month, and uh, if I could predict the future, wouldn't it be cool? But what if we can predict your biological future? That would be even better. So let's jump into the show and find out what we can do with that. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Is your business in need of customers? Then you found the right show. Hernan Cias is the business bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gents, let's jump into this thing today. Who do we got on the show? Well, a healthy man wants all kinds of things in life, but a sick man only wants one thing, and that's to get better. And today's guest is helping us give a better idea of what it means to be human. He's taking our human blueprints, aka DNA, and sequencing it to better understand our genetics, potential health risks, treatments, and much more. I mean, imagine being able to determine your risk of getting Alzheimer's or breast cancer, and how insightful it would be to know, or maybe prevent, or treat these diseases well in advance or maybe even prepare for the inevitable, if that's the case. Now, I'm excited to learn more about this amazing science, so let's welcome to the show from uh, Merogenomics. Mer- All right, look, yeah. it's genome stuff, and it's kind of putting the words together. <laughs> Dr. Mikolai Rashik. <laughs> All right, Mikolai, I butchered the name. Can you tell me the name of your company real quick? Merogenomics. You got it right. Merogenomics. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, first of all, welcome. Thanks. (laughs) Let's welcome you to the program. First of all, let's get this thing started on a roll. What you're doing, I got to say, I watched, uh, for those of you, if if you can just go to his website, a quick little five-minute video, uh, merogenomics.ca, scrolling across the bottom, a five-minute intro into what our DNA has to offer. Doc, can you please take over for me? Why get into DNA and genome sequencing? Because it's a program code that runs you, uh, runs you on everyday basis. It was the program code that resulted in your development from a single cell to the multicellular organism that you are today. And that program code just like a computer program code, that code runs you. And therefore, yes, like in a computer program code, there can be bugs, there can be mistakes. Same thing with our DNA. Nothing is perfect, uh, though it's pretty brilliant uh, programming, if, if I can say so. Overall, there is mistakes. You can look what these mistakes are. Some of these mistakes are directly linked to your health. And therefore, you can see what those mistakes might be and start predicting what the future potential negative outcomes might be. So that the value here is basically to eliminate the condition prior to its arrival or catch it as early as you possibly can so that, as with many conditions, the sooner you know, the better chances of successful treatment. I was watching your video and it said 99% of the humans on on planet Earth have the same genetic makeup. And what makes us different is only that slight 1% difference. And that's where our hair color or lack of hair or, you know, whatever it is that happens in your in your genetic sequence, which also means 
some of the genetic disorders like Alzheimer's can come into play. And it's just that sliver, that 1% sliver. Um, before you answer like, you know, why that makes such a big difference, what are some of the things that qualify you to jump into this specific type of science? Skills I've acquired over a very long career. <laughs> well, I have a degree in genetics. That was the first degree I got from a university. That was my undergrad. And I followed that up with biochemistry doctorate degree. That actually was very fortuitous because mm, these are sister related fields combined. They are very effective in being able to study medical scientific literature because genetics is just one aspect. Once you go outside the genetics and you use your DNA, well, the DNA is just a repository of information that needs to then be used by the cell. That's where the biochemistry comes in. <clears throat> Afterwards, I, once I did my doctorate degree, I already knew that what I'm doing right now is what I will want to do. And therefore, I followed, followed that up with further studies in specifically in genomics. So I started working in a company that was dealing with agricultural genomics, just so I can get more, more and more background. And then once I decided that it's time to launch my business, which is the purpose of which is to be able to set up clinics with access to medical DNA testing, as well as individuals to gain access to that. Then I also basically did my own version of PhD. And my greatest skill or talent that I have taken from all of my years at universities is actually to be able to analyze scientific literature. There's lots of information on how medical gene uh, genome sequencing is supposed to take place appropriately. I compile that, build the program, and now we offer a catalog of different medical DNA testing services to clinics or patients. Isn't it amazing? We have uh, over 7 billion people in the planet, and uh, there's other programs out there like, for example, Ancestry. They're taking DNA samples and they're mapping out different types of connections. Um, it reminds me of like a fax machine. A fax machine is great if other people have fax machines, but if you're the only one with the fax machine, it's not really a good idea. I mean, it doesn't really work very well. What you're doing is you're grabbing or you're, you're trying to get as many sequences as possible for what purpose? Why gather so many different people's uh, genome sequences? It's to enhance statistical accuracy of interpretation, really. It's the same thing for ancestry, although we don't deal with ancestry at all. Uh, we're only dealing with medical uses of the DNA testing, but that's basically the same idea. The more sequences you have in conjunction with the clinical records of such an individual. So what happened in the lifespan of that individual, what kind of conditions, diseases, symptoms they experienced, then the more accurately you can map the genetic mutations. We don't use mutations in science anymore. We use the word variants, just like the vi virus variants. You can map variants to specific conditions and that accuracy is increasing all the time because more and more people are having their genomes decoded precisely for that purpose all the time. It's a nonstop moving field and therefore medical genetics is continuously expanding. Very exciting area. 
Now, I've I've already seen and I've had friends who go in to have in vitro fertilization done. I've had uh, I, I haven't known anybody, but I've heard of people going in and kind of handpicking their child's uh, eye colors and hair colors and some of the things that are going on in this in this space that are like really blowing my mind. I watched it, you know, as a high school kid, I played this game called Halo. And now there's this new series on uh, Paramount Plus and it's the show. And it's like genetically modified, right? Like we're humans and then we're kind of giving us superhuman strength. Like, is that far-fetched fantasy or is that like something that could maybe actually be possible here in the near future? Maybe we can all be Captain Americas. Definitely possible in the future. I think we're going to head there. And I do think personally that as a humanity, we will breach that standard of ethics, whether that's correct or not. And in fact, we already have what we're talking about here or what you described is designer babies. That's that would be the colloquial term. Well, one has already happened or actually more more accurately two designer babies have already been born. We are talking about taking a genome that was manipulated in a Petri dish and then used to um, fertilize an egg and then implant a mother to create a baby that was genetically manipulated with their code specifically genetically manipulated. We're talking about designer babies. But that received, this happened in China in 2018. It received worldwide condemnation for, for this. The individual who, the scientist who did this, it was a rogue scientist, supposedly rogue experiment. He ended up in prison for this. So it, this is not something we actively are pursuing. No, you cannot design your babies at the moment. The only way if you choose to design your babies that is available to an individual is to stop the inheritance of mutations that can lead to medical genetic diseases. So now that's available before, not that long ago, there's no one could have done anything about that apart from not having a baby. But right now, yes, you can through in vitro fertilization, you can select to make sure, for example, if you uh, an individual who has a um, breast cancer family history, you can ensure that your offspring will not receive the mutated gene that leads to that condition by basically selecting the correct sperm and egg union that made sure that gene was simply not used when the sperm and an egg was was uh, unified together in in vitro fertilization that's the only way right now that this program as far as i understand that is used no we don't do anything like picking eye color or anything like this and that also at the moment would not work anyway the reason why is because most of our physiological attributes that say you could see when you look in the, in the mirror they are complex, um, con complex phenotypes, meaning there's many, many different genes working together in conjunction to produce the final outcome. And we don't have that worked out. And the reason why we don't have that worked out is because that's not the focus right now. The primary focus for looking at DNA is to determine why do we get sick? That's where the money goes in. That's what we're trying to figure out. Why? Because we're trying to prevent that. We're trying to figure out how can we treat these conditions. That's the exciting part of about this medical field. Well, I think the whole thing is exciting. But yes, you're right. And make sure that we have uh, that we're that we're safe. That you know, 
I guess playing God on the one hand and handpicking your traits is one thing, but on the other side, what you're also discussing is, you know, we are we are already here on the planet. I, you know, one of my aunts, for example, right now is going through cancer treatments. Um, I've had other people in my family go through cancer treatments. So getting tested and understanding and figuring out if I'm at risk, that is of high value to me. And I know there are other people out there in the world that are, you know, they go through family members and they want to be supportive when somebody else is going through it. But also have that thought in their head like, okay, well, if they did, is it possible that I too can be susceptible to what, you know, name the list of whatever's going on gen gen uh, genetically in your family? Uh, so let me ask you this, if, you know, for, for the people who are interested in this type of thing, who is like your ideal client? Who's the person who you want, who, who this is perfect for? I am looking for qualities beyond the physical. I divide my clients into four categories, but basically anyone would fall into one of those four categories. So maybe I'll mention those four categories and then we'll, we'll relapse into maybe what an ideal client would be. So the categories I divide everyone into is proactive screening, so presumed healthy individual. You can screen your genome to see, are there any problems that might materialize in the future? People with either cancer or cancer family history, people with undiagnosed conditions. That means basically when the medical system does not have tools at the moment to actually provide you a diagnosis. This is actually a lot more common than people realize. And the reason why is because many of the conditions, their symptoms will overlap. It can be extremely difficult for treating doctors to actually know which test to apply to pinpoint exactly what is happening biologically inside an individual to lead to those negative symptoms that those health problems so people with undiagnosed conditions and then lastly pregnant women now in terms of ideal client i would think would be the people who are in most dire need so, and that is people who already present with symptoms. So that would be cancer individuals, people who already are diagnosed with cancer. The reason why is because then you can take the cancer biopsy and you can probe it specifically for its genetic content. And cancer is a disease of mutated genetics. And also another thing is everyone's cancer is personal. It's individualized. Everyone's cancer is unique to themselves because it comes from your own biology, from your own unique genetic material, and it's then further mutated into unique fashion. So that's one of the reasons why you cannot just solve cancer broadly because every single person's cancer is unique. So you can attempt to look at that information to see what are the driving mutations in, inside my cancer. And therefore, once I know that, are there treatments available specifically to this type of cancer genetically? So that's one area of where a person is in dire need because here we're talking about life and death situation, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other one is um, people with undiagnosed conditions because some of such individuals literally have to struggle for years. It's called diagnostic odyssey. It's a colloquial term used in science. Scientists try to be very clever sometimes with how they come up with the terms. But the take-home message here is that such individuals have to go th through testing and testing for years and years before their condition is actually finally uncovered. 
not unheard of that it might take more than a decade. So mm. that would be ideal in terms of satisfying the most most um, important need. It's a, it's a fancy way of saying they don't know exactly, but we're going to try to figure it out. They, they, they're trying to figure out what the diagnosis is. Now, that, what, what you're explaining really intrigued me because the way you describe cancer, I've never heard it described that way. Where, yes, it might be ovarian. Yes, it might be uh, you know lung cancer or throat cancer. But the way you described it says, okay, it's in a general area, but the mutation itself is unique to the individual based on their own individual DNA, which makes it difficult to be treated. Did I hear that correctly? Yes, although there is, let's say, hotspots. So certain genes are mutated and they show up again and again. BRCA1 or 2, the two famous examples that lead to hereditary breast and ovarian cancer as well. So that's one example. Some genes show up very frequently, but in a context of entire cancer genome, it's always unique. Usually there's more than one mutation. And another thing that a lot of people might not be aware, but you can think of cancer to something like the virus, of the current pandemic that is plaguing us. And uh, that is the virus constantly mutates and you end up with all these different variants showing up in different corners of the world and so on. But similar thing happens inside an individual. So the cancer is not necessarily static, especially if there is an attack on cancer, it will promote the evolution of the cancer. So a person might start with one type of cancer cells, but in a year's time, there might be multiple different genomes of different cancers. So cancer itself, when you isolate the biopsy, usually it's not one type of, of uh, cell line. There'll be multiple different cell lines expressing different mutations. Almost, you can almost think of like if you were to take out the cancer, entire thing, magically, if we could just take it outside and have it now outside as an entity, then you could almost think of that cancer would have its own tissues inside, own little mm. organs. There would be made up of different genetic, mm, genetic material. Your your genome, but mutated differently in different corners of that cancer biopsy, if you will. So it's very complex process. Believe it or not, we can now actually assess that. We can literally assess thousands of cancer cells in one go from a biopsy, and you can map where the different pockets of different cancer genomes are within a biopsy that is now available to pathologists. This technology is uh, moving forward at an amazing pace. So let me ask you, is it standard practice now when someone is diagnosed with cancer that they go through a, a, geno a DNA genome sequence? I mean, it sounds like it would be so beneficial. Yes, it would be. And medically, we are fully aware of it, but it's not a standard. The reason why is because it's very expensive. On average, right now, you're looking at somewhere between ten dollars to $20,000 cost in order to analyze properly in-depth cancer biopsy. And that also has to be compared on top of that to your own genome you're born with, because mm -hmm. you need to see where, which mutations stem from cancer and which mutations you were born with, right? So it's not a trivial process. It's very expensive. It is not available to everyone. 
in Canada, Vancouver, I believe, is probably one of the major centers that employs this technology. And they would have had probably hundreds, maybe at a low thousands of individuals that they would have maybe used this program on by now. But in BC, you have 50 people diagnosed with cancer every single day. Same thing in Alberta. So there's just simply no way to be able to use this powerful and expensive technology on everyone. One day, it probably very well might be standard, but you can imagine the cost has to drop still quite dramatically. Probably will require further evolution of the technology in order to suppress the cost further. Because the cost is not just from sequencing the DNA, the, another very expensive part is actually interpretation of your genetic code. Mm. That's not trivial either. No, I mean, first of all, I, I don't know what part of what you do is trivial. <laughs> it's, it's all difficult to me. I mean, I don't even know. I'm, I'm, to me, it's amazing that you're even able to take a skin cell, a blood sample, a biopsy of anything, and tell me so much information about where I am, my family's history, what my potential is for the future. To me, that's mind-blowing. Um, we're gonna we're gonna run out of time because I'm fascinated with everything. I want to make sure I create content for you. So let's start with the top. Um, you are you are creating a proactive well-being program that you got going on. So uh, tell me a little bit about this problem. What is it exactly that you do? What do you do? So I got together with a couple other experts, of course. Uh, my expertise is in DNA. I also got together with a financial um, wealth advisor and a psychologist and we created a, a form of like holistic proactive well-being program where we tackled people's stressors from all different angles so we're trying to tell people how to take care of their financial situation we're trying to tell people different tricks that people can employ in order to ensure that their mental mental health well-being as at a best standard possible and then my component is the physical component i.e the physical well-being but we're doing doing it from dna mapping the idea is about being proactive so what can you do about being proactive well we know about the basic standards exercise eat well don't smoke that's probably the best thing you can do about being proactive about your health but there's the other tricks as well that not many people are aware of, and that's the DNA testing. So together we have this program, we have already built this, and we are offering it to different businesses that can now start using it for their employees so that employees, as they're coming back to work, basically they're coming back to work experiencing tremendous trauma attached to the pandemic that we just all went through, basically. And we're trying to make sure that businesses that now have to attract employees as well can offer this program to make sure that the employees can feel their best and perform their best. Absolutely. And if we have companies out there that do want to take advantage of this, what's that sales process like for you? They're all ready to get their genome sequence. They're ready to roll. <laughs> so basically the way it works is we first offer an educational program for the employees. It's six weeks long. It's um, once a week, one hour per week. And each one of us, the three experts, we get two seminars each and we 
teach everything to the employees. They can then use the, this information or newly gained wisdom on their own if they choose to, or then subsequently they can employ our own expertise and the tools that we offer uh, afterwards. If you want to find out more, you're a business owner who would like to participate to see if this program would be of interest to you, we offer free seminars that people can um, sign up for. And that's on uh, moneymindDNA.ca website. All right, I got to make sure I do this the right way. So we're going to say that one more time because let's face it, ladies and gents, if you want to get a hold of my friend, Dr. Mikolai. Say hello to my little friend. How do we get a hold of you? Myself, uh, best way is to probably visit my own business website, merogenomics.ca. That's M-E-R-O, genomics with an S at the end, .ca. You can email me from there. I always say go there because if you're actually thinking about DNA testing, the website is built to provide anyone to learn about different aspects of DNA testing in order to be best prepared for such step, irrespective of what type of DNA test you do or whether you go through my company or not. The key is proper education, always, always proper education before DNA testing. It's not a it's not a simple step like buying shoes here, right? We're looking mm -hmm. at coding your own biological code, the most precious information that, that you can possibly be investigating. So check out merogenomics.ca. Also social media, all of them are merogenomics uh, handle. Perfect. All right, Doc, look, what you're doing again is doing some amazing things for the world. And I'm, I was curious, as you start mapping all these different genomes, what is your, like the accomplishment that you want to achieve? What's the end goal for this thing? We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Exactly. I love this question. Yes, of course, I have my, my fantasy goal, I guess. So, and that would be to bring this technology to everyday doctors, clinics. So this technology is used in specialty centers, in high level medical centers where specialists such as medical geneticists, they're employing it and they're very well versed, but that's not where we're going to actually have the final revolution in order to bring this to the masses effectively. You cannot just trickle people in through specific centers everyday doctors have to be comfortable with using this technology and this will happen. It's just most doctors have never had training in this area. And my dream is to be able to bring it to as many regular clinics as possible, especially specifically in Alberta where I'm from. That's, that's my dream is to be able to activate as many clinics in Alberta later on in Canada that they can start bringing to regular patients because it's a very powerful technology but very few individuals know that they can even have access to something so powerful. So doc, what's, what's holding you back from getting there? I mean, you, where you're at today and where you wanna go, there's, there's obviously barriers and obstacles that come in any business. Uh, what is something that we can do or that I can do to help you get to that next level? What is it that you're looking for in your business? If we can solve this magic thing, it would take it to that next level. The hardest part is actually being able to make proper connections with medical doctors who is, 
a group of people that normally does not trust outsiders. And the reason why is because they are bombarded with crap, mm -hmm. <laughs> with many, many poor quality tests of non-medical value. And that is also happening the same in the DNA world. There's something like numerous tests, new DNA tests coming out on the market every single day. That's how prolific this space is. Most of them are garbage. Most of them do, do not provide you information of value. My, my own background is hard sciences, not medical sciences. So building connections with medical doctors, that's, that's actually complicated. It's not easy to get through that first door to the doctor, build that trust. It takes a long time. It's a long acquisition process. So anyone who is already well connected in a medical world with access to different doctors, those are the people I would love to talk to so that they can learn more about me, what we offer, see the value, feel comfortable with, with seeing that value so that information can be propagated to more and more medical doctors. Because like I said, the revolution will truly commence when it's the everyday doctors, your GPs that will be employing this technology. I got two my, two names that popped into my head of people that have been on the show uh, in the medical space. One actually does uh, does venture capital for different medical devices and different medical procedures uh, and has doorways open for a bunch of stuff. And the other one is in mm. the medical uh, uh, equipment space. And so access to doctors, right? So I'm going to definitely connect right. you after the show with those people who've been on the show. Uh, ladies and gents, that's what it's all about. This is one of those things that I... I I preach it all day long. You need to be out here making content, creating and networking and meeting people. And, and Dr. Malachi's li li Malachi, I have a student named Malachi. Do Dr. Mm -hmm. uh, Mikolai is uh, is helping people change the world and it just needs that next step, that next connection. So he's out here making content on a podcast and I want you guys to do the same thing. Put your message out there, create the content that you need so that other people see the amazing things that you're doing with your business. Because if you're doing amazing things but nobody knows, you're not going to go anywhere. You need to share it with other people. And that's what creating content's all about. So doc, uh, we literally are about to finish the show. You did 30 minutes with us. Uh, you've been on a number of different podcasts. We we've created content for you that you can publish every single day for the next month. How, how much fun did you have creating content with us? Oh, I loved it. Great questions. I love the energy, not an easy thing to achieve. So I congratulate you on your talent right on. I, I've obviously thoroughly enjoyed myself. Thanks. thanks and thank you for what you're doing again uh it, it, you might seem for you it's the it's the stuff that you do on a regular basis for me you are you are with the stars my friend you're doing the impossible you're making something that seems science fiction become science reality so thank you very much for what you're doing saving lives every single day uh one more time before we head out how can people get a hold of you merogenomics.ca that's m-e-r-o genomics with an s at the end dot ca or check out social media at merogenomics handle we have a very big youtube channel although that has now turned to be dedicated to a lot of information in relation to the COVID 19 vaccines technology something that is really interesting to me because i'm hoping that this technology one day can be used to treat genetic diseases and that's it, ladies and gents. 
always checking out the science, always checking out different people's opinions, always checking out an entrepreneur out there trying to make a difference, just like the doc here today. Ladies and gents, one more time, merogenomics.ca, merogenomics.ca, pop by, even check out that little five-minute video. It's so informative to understand how your body works and what it, what makes you, you. You're unique for a reason. DNA is probably the reason why. Doc, thank you very much for coming on the program. Ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again. Manana. Peace. We're out. Thanks for watching the Business Bros. If you're ready to get more clients and want to work with the Business Bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz, and click on the Need More Customers button, or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz.